Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 210 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. The warmer weather has arrived and with it, swarms and plenty of them. Stay tuned to hear how we got on over the last beekeeping week. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www.simonthebeekeeper.co.uk. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a bit of a whirlwind week this week and I really don't see it letting up as we head into the next couple of weeks and beyond really. In fact, I think it's going to be fairly busy for the next couple of months now, all the way through to setting the bees up on the borage. That, as they say, is yet to come. We still have plenty of focus on right now. And as those football managers always like to say, we're going to take it one game at a time. Or in my case, one task at a time. There's a fairly busy looking jobs list coming up as we continue to manage the bees that are currently on the oilseed rape. Supers are filling nicely now. And we probably have another week or so to go. That said... There is a fairly large field of oilseed rape near the fishing lakes and that has pretty much finished flowering now and is turning that yellowy green colour as the plants set seed, pods start to develop and they finally stop flowering. There's a massive variation between here and the fields of oilseed rape at the farm where there's at least this additional week to go if not more. All of this has coincided with a change in the weather Those cooler days and frosty mornings have given way to warm sunshine and higher overnight temperatures. I'm crossing my fingers that the peaches have survived, but thinking about our honeybee colonies, they're now into the full final nectar flow of the oilseed rape, and I'm happy to report we've had a smattering of rain that will, if we're lucky at all, increase the amount of nectar available from these plants. The weather is set fair for the coming couple of weeks and at this time of the season we normally see empty supers suddenly fill with honey. Most look likely to deliver, that's most colonies, look likely to deliver a couple of supers with several on three supers and a couple with four. Absolutely incredible. With the warmer weather I've seen an increase in queen cell production and as predicted the cramped conditions of last week have given way to a sudden urge to swarm. Let's face it if you were going to choose a time to swarm as a colony of honeybees the next week or two look perfect. Not that they have the benefit of the long-range weather forecast you understand but they just know that now is the time to go and that's exactly what I've been seeing this week, this last week. Quite a number of colonies producing queen cells and, quite obviously, swarm cells. 
I would estimate that around 40% of our colonies have thrown up swarm cells. So in order to keep the math simple, let's call it about 40% of our total stock. Of those, all but around 8 to 10, we've managed to control the swarming by producing splits or artificial swarms of various sorts. There were a few, that's the 8 or 10 colonies I mentioned, that did manage to swarm, but because of the new regime of clipping queens, we recovered all but a couple. And those, obviously, were the unclipped queens. It just goes to show that although I was a little reluctant at first, the clipping process has saved us a significant number of losses that are now building up in their own right. These strong new colonies will be able to go to the borage and, I'm sure, provide a super or two of honey, adding to our total yield this year. I couldn't be happier, really. Well, maybe if I hadn't allowed them to swarm in the first place, I would be happier still. But remember, I needed them to start throwing up queen cells so I could split them to build up our total colony numbers to over 200. We may just reach 250 by the time we go to the pollination jobs. The big decision for me now is to stick or twist. Well, actually, stick as in keep grabbing honey, or twist, start splitting colonies in preparation for the summer flow. Sounds crazy, I know, but with the time scale required to build up a strong colony for the beginning of July, I really need to get my calendar out and work backwards to today. Colonies that have been split have a sealed queen cell in them now, and those will need perhaps another week until the queen emerges. That takes me to... Yikes, Friday the 13th. Let's just ignore that and go with Saturday the 14th. Another week to mate and start laying moves the ball forward to the 21st of May. We moved the first batch of bees to the borage on Sunday the 27th of June last year, so that gives me about four weeks to get the colony built up and as strong as possible to take advantage of that borage nectar flow. Borage is interesting in that it will start to flower slowly, almost tempting pollinators to come and take a look, get a small reward with the promise of more to come if they return again and again. It's called indeterminate flowering. It's a couple of weeks later that the main flowering period occurs, and that puts us last year around mid-July. We need to be ready for that, just in case it's a little early. So let's focus on week two of July being the point at which we need maximum effort. That gives me maybe six weeks from any queen cells we currently have capped in the splits to do all that they need to do for us to benefit from the honey crop off the borage. Bear with me here, there's more. We currently have around 45 colonies in the Technoset hives that have not yet been split. They, for the most part, are currently packing away oilseed rape honey, or in some cases still building up to full strength. Not many, maybe seven or eight, and I think these will be large colonies next week when I inspect as they had lots of sealed brood ready to emerge. If that's the case, they may well give us a super of honey as well, such as the strength of the flow in this final week or so on the oilseed rape flowering period. My dilemma is, as I said, the old stick or twist question, and I think I'm more for twisting than sticking right now, if you follow my drift. We do have a reasonable honey crop to remove, and I really want to get the bees ready for the summer. 
And so with this in mind, next week, Monday in fact, tomorrow, I'm planning to start the process by adding another brood box to the Technoset hives. This will hopefully catch the end of the oilseed rape flow, maybe even the field beans which are just starting, although we do need some rain for those, and encourage the queen up into the second brood box to build an even bigger colony. But the main reason for the additional box is to try to get some more foundation drawn in those brood frames so that in a couple of weeks time I can remove the honey, split the brood boxes in two and effectively double the number of Technoset hives from 50 to 100. The queenless portion of these colonies will no doubt go on to produce emergency queen cells which I will mostly knock down to make them hopelessly queenless. This is a state that a colony finds itself in when there's no queen and no eggs and no brood that can be switched from a worker cell to become a queen cell. Why would I do this? Well, we have a batch of new queens coming in from a couple of different suppliers. I think I've mentioned that before. And I really want to test them out on the borage. By making these split portions of the original colonies hopelessly queenless, they should be more willing to accept a new queen. And the beauty of having these laying queens come in is that they're all ready to start laying as soon as they settle. No waiting for queen cells to emerge, virgins to go off and mate, worrying that they've returned successfully mated, and then more waiting to see if we've got eggs. The downside is I'm not great with the whole introduction thing, so to counter this I'm going to start my queen rearing preparations next week and have some of our own queens on standby, and also to use with other splits in other apiaries. If the new queens go in successfully, we should have them laying by the end of week two in June. 21 days later, the new offspring should start to emerge, and I'm hoping this will coincide with the borage starting to flower. Now, I appreciate there's a lot of water to go under the old bridge first, but with some fair weather, a little, maybe a little bit more than a little rain, and that would be most appreciated, and a little care, I'm hopeful all the colonies will produce some honey, with the bulk of our production colonies in tip-top condition to produce a bumper crop. I will, of course, continue to update you as our journey continues this year. Talking of journeys, I'm off to visit the borage sites tomorrow morning. That's Saturday. I know this is getting a bit confusing, but I write the script for the podcast earlier in the week, so you can kind of work out the days. Anyway, Saturday, I'm off to the borage sites, so that was yesterday. Bear with me. The plan is to finalise locations for the bees at the various fields. Obviously, this needs to be kept reasonably vague, but I'll share what I can with you as we move forward. I'm kind of managing a group of us this year. I just don't have enough colonies to cover all of the acres that need pollinating, so I've recruited a couple of friends to come along and help out. Talk about excited. I think they're going to owe me big time after this season. And I do favour single malt whiskey, just in case they happen to be listening. That's whiskey without an E in the spelling, of course. I once bought a bottle of 21-year-old malt. Those days of extravagance have long gone, I can get a lot of autumn treatments for the cost of that kind of malt whiskey. Anyway, I digress. I'm excited just to have my friends along to join in with the borage honey crop. Perhaps we can time it right so that we can all meet up for a drink. 
after a long day of inspecting at some point this summer. Having visited the fields on Saturday, I'm then down to London, well, almost London, to collect another batch of kit from the original Technoset purchase. I'm not sure if it will all go on the trailer, but something like 1,500 brood frames to start with, plus lots of other bits of kit that simply wouldn't fit onto the articulated lorry the first time round. I have no idea where I'm going to put it all, but the grain store will have to do for now, and even that's getting a little bit cramped. I do think once we get the Technoset hive split, it will open up a massive area, and the amount of stock that we hold in the shed will reduce quite quickly. We also have the commercial and national hive equipment on pallets at the grain store. Again, that will all be going out to get filled with bees once the splits have started to do their thing. And by that, I mean queens starting to lay. Next week, I'm going to record a video showing how we're using the vertical split to manage the swarming. So far, it's been a real eye-opener. I really like the very clever use of space. A normal split or artificial swarm would see the colony split in half and part of it moved elsewhere in the apiary. Here, on a vertical split, it goes up rather than sideways. I have a feeling you know what I'm going to say next. A full brood box of food and brood weighs an awful lot, especially if it's in a Langstroth or commercial hive. It's not for the faint-hearted or anyone with a bad back. Oh, that's me, of course. Well, so far, I've managed, but there have been a couple of commercial brood boxes that were very heavy with stores, and I find those quite tricky to move on my own. I don't mind saying so myself. It's time to be really careful. Lifting heavy boxes is fraught with danger, and so I'm just going to make sure that I've got some help with me. On that note, I should probably close for this week. Do stay positive. Have a fun beekeeping week. I hope everything's going well for you and I'll catch up with you all again next time. Oh, and please don't forget, I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet. <laughs>